Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our sponsor for this episode. This is a D&D podcast that is much better than ours. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. The major difference between theirs and ours is that theirs is a sci-fi themed D&D adventure. So if you're all caught up on your weekly podcast, I want you to do something for me. I want you to stop. Yeah, pause the episode right now and go find them. They're on Spotify, on iTunes. You can also check my show notes for all the links where they're available. Okay, thanks for doing that. Now, on to the show. Last time on Lawful Stupid... Breeze has shown up. He's just so cool. Hi, Breeze! I got news. We gotta get on the train. We gotta get out of here. In front of you is this translucent-looking locomotive, and you can you can almost see through the walls of this thing. You see children dancing and laughing, and you see some older, uh, we'll call them geriatrics, uh, sitting in different places, and there is a long table in the middle that has a lot of food on it. You can't hear them, but you can see them, and it appears to be the only car currently that you can get on. And uh, Breeze says... All right, I need you guys to, to keep your voices low. I need you to keep your eyes forward, and I need you to follow me, and don't let go. The door in front of him is open. Uh, it, it's like a, a black color. You can't see into the next train. And he looks back at Lucian, and he says, uh, we got a little more training we're about to go into. And you're in line, holding hands so sweetly into this translucent blue now from the inside. You can't see outside like you could see from the outside in. It's a very solid train on the inside. Um, kids playing and laughing, older people sitting around, you know, food everywhere. Seems like a very nice train. As Breeze had grabbed the hand of Lucian and began to step into the next, presumably, car and says... Yeah, your training ain't over yet. And you step through into a a red car. You notice that it's very red themed. Um, and you notice it's very hot in this car. You almost begin to sweat, perhaps instantly. No matter what you're wearing, you begin to sweat. I cast resistance on William so that he has uh, immunity from the elements. <laughs> okay. I was thinking that oil joke was going to come back again. Shit. I did it too when it was cold too. I just know that when you introduce William to adverse conditions, oh. it makes William. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in less a effective. You just hear thump <laughs> as a pen lands on the ground and William is nowhere around. <laughs> Fact. Yeah, so, so I hit him with that resistance. So it's it's so nice and cool. You hear for the you. thump of the pen. You know he's in that yeah. pen. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so you see. Hands of, of men bound and, and women, in some cases, that line the walls. And there are no windows to look out. Uh, and there's nothing of, of note other than these, like, bucket seats against the walls as they as they line this car. And probably 15 to 20 on each side. Yes. Lucian. I'm not raising my hand. I'm imitating a pen slowly sinking into mud in reference to the chat message. Oh, you don't I- have to pay any attention to me. <laughs> um, yes. Breeze. Go on, fella. This is a slave train. 
It is not, my friend. It, it's anything except that. Um, all of you roll a perception check for me. I yeah, would sure. Yeah. Please and thanks. Uh, I don't see shit. <laughs> I see some shit. Oh, that's a 15. Okay. What would you roll, uh, really? Uh, I got a 19. Uh, nat 1, so 4. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 22. Okay, um, what Miss B, Lucian, and uh, Beltol will notice is that these figures begin to get up with their hand, their, their wrist bound, and they step forward, and they lunge at you, but almost as if they would were, were to grab you with their hands, wrist bound, but their hands open, they are jerked back violently to their seats. I don't, I don't see that. You, you don't see that. <laughs> no, glad I'm not on the slave train. You're, th- you're thinking about lunch. <laughs> I don't know how you guys react to that. Uh, what? I mean, what are these people? Are they like zonked out, like the zombie people with the creepy smile? On no, they they look like it's almost like they're asleep as they stand up and do that. Like no facial expressions, but their their body language reads very Ooh, aggressive. Sleepwalkers. Hey, Breeze. Go on, lad. What's with these people? We're on the train, man. We're all on the train. We got to get back to our car. We we got. Yeah, but why are they? No time to talk. Like we got to keep. Got to keep moving. Don't keep your. I told you, keep your voices low. I Let's need go. an adult. Um, you continue to walk through. Belto will smirk at William saying he needs an adult and like squeeze his hand a little bit. Well, Miss B definitely jumped. <laughs> the action, for sure. Hmm. Well, I feel like she's kind of used to this because she's seen this before, so she doesn't really react too much to it. Good to know. You, you walk through this car, you make it to the end, and uh, Breeze would open up another door. Again, kind of just like a black drop. You can't see as you pass through. the The intense heat disappears, and now instead, is an intense cold. Um, does my resistance do, elements cover that as well? It sure it, does. It's not necessarily. Oh, we, I, it would. It's not necessarily that it's. Uh, no, no, no. His spell said it does. I don't well, know. It's temperature <laughs> change. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sit here. No, that's fine. But I'm for William's mindset. I need yeah, to oh, know. Oh, you're very, you're very comfortable as yeah. far as temperature wise, guys. Okay. Yeah, that's what I care. <laughs> but it's much colder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to everyone else, it's very <laughs> cold. <laughs> to William, just another day in paradise. That's um, right. It's important. You get. Oh wait, uh, that's what I need to ask. Who has dark vision, or who can see in the dark naturally? Oh, Miss B. Um. Lucian oh, I have glasses that let me do that. And also probably puts his blindfold back on. <laughs> I mentioned that I think about it. We're out of combat. <laughs> probably gonna put that blindfold back on. Uh Beltal, do you have dark vision? Nope. Okay. Just me. Yeah, I can <laughs> see in the dark. I forgot. It's red tinted darkness, but I can see in the dark. Hmm, because of your glasses. Yes. Miss B and William. What you'll see is just like the worst sights you could see uh, of people, races of all kinds, like actively suffering, skin falling off, pulling out their own teeth, the fuck? clawing oh. out their own eyes, pulling out their own hair if they can, and just scre- you can hear it. 
uh, the scream because you can see it now. You're allowed to hear. The other two don't. And you can hear the wails and the screams of these individuals. And then everything goes quiet. And those same people are now sitting in the chair. In, in chairs like they were in the red. And then they begin to do it all over again. Peeling at their skin, pulling their teeth out, eyes over and over and over again. Um, uh, I think because huh? it's both William and Lucian holding Miss B's hands, she squeezes. <laughs> What's the matter, Miss B? What do you see? Um, it's it's best you don't know. <clears throat> Oh, so weird. no, I don't. I don't believe that at all. Uh, it's like a nine layers of hell thing. These people are tearing their bodies apart and then resetting what? and doing it again. Yeah, I um. Huh. Lucian's gonna stop. Breeze, you have to explain what's going on. As you stop, his hand releases from yours. You don't hear him respond. And then you hear him right next to you say, Run. I do. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm kind of the line leader now, huh? Yes, yep. you are the line leader. <laughs> okay. good boy. I, good boy. I, holding on to Miss B's hand, I run. Um, yeah, she's tugging William. I also run. <laughs> Just following Boom, boom, boom. In a chain leak. Now all of you suddenly hear these screams erupting into your own ear. Everyone hears it. Not just them. And as you begin to run, William, excuse me, Lucian, you feel like you've run into a brick wall. Boom. And you feel- Is there any, can I see Do we all collapse no. into him accordion style? <laughs> I'll get there in just a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, great. <laughs> Lucian, you, you open your eyes and you're on, you know, some plane of existence where it's just you. And a voice says, what would you do if you could have anything you wanted? I don't understand. I come from a place where I can grant you anything that you want. Good, bad, ugly. What what can you do? What do you desire? I mean You couldn't You couldn't like make the world a paradise, right? Where no one suffered and everyone had m- more than they could ever use and abundance was everywhere and there was no war or crime or pain or suffering. You couldn't do that, could you? No, there's no fun in that. I wouldn't have friends if, if everything was kosher. You couldn't... You couldn't, like... Make it so there weren't any... Orphans? Or children that suffered? You couldn't do that. Hmm. I have a better idea. Hmm. Let's see what your heart has to say. Uh, and this world kind of disappeared. It's almost like a, a black and white 
um, or sepia version of like the Taggart would be, like where you would be at the orphanage. There's no people mm-hmm. around, so it's kind of just you in this this open area, and that goes black. And now I want you to tell me. It, we're, we're diving into what would be like the darkest parts of Lucian. If he gave himself over, we're, we're tapping into this because this is what this mm-hmm. this voice has somehow has brought out of you. So whether you you can stop it or not, if you're seeing it happen. What does it look like? What if if Lucian was not a good individual? What does he do? I think we see Lucian in kind of this this uh, still, this black and white still Taggart, and we see it's it's very colorless around him, and suddenly he begins his eyes glow as though he's full of that that energy, uh, and that begins to spread into his entire body as it just glows brighter and brighter and more golden. And then I think we see like the camera pan upwards into the the night sky above Taggart. I think every star just grows brighter and bigger as it's supernovas. Every single star, like, like, like popcorn kernels popping all throughout the night sky, getting brighter and brighter until the entire night sky is just bright, just light instead of darkness. Um, I th- it's almost like a reverse night sky, I think, is there are just very small pockets that might be small black stars in this reverse night sky. And uh, I think the camera pans back, back down to Lucian with this, this light glowing, and he just smiles with this just serene peace. And the voice says, Good. Good. And you are running on the train again and you leap through at some point this this barrier this this unknown door that's in front of you he just said run and you you leap through and you land and roll into a well-lit train uh, where breeze is sitting cross leg drinking some drink and he says about time do i have every memory of what i've just seen <laughs> yes you do okay as that happens and and you're running you're being pulled uh, Miss B by Lucian mm-hmm. you, you you feel his hand slip away from yours and you too slip and fall on some liquid something in the, on the floor and hit your head ouch and you wake up and where are you um I imagine a garden hmm. that's where Miss B is okay and I think as you, you, there are flowers. I don't know if there's a particular flower that Miss B and really just loves. I think we've talked about one that's her favorite. Um, I don't remember if she has the a tiger favorite. lily. <laughs> the tiger lily, sure. Uh, sunflowers, happy flowers, bright yellow. I, I um, think as you you pick one and you go to smell it, it instantly begins to die. And along with that, all the others that had grown begin to wilt, leaves fall, and the landscape that maybe was sunny and bright begins to turn dark. And there is this figure that steps out of your house near your garden, and it's Neo. And he says, uh, What would you give to be with me again? 
well, besides the shock on her face, like, she reaches out before, like, withdrawing real fast because this breaks what she knows. She looks at him, but... I'd give the world, but this this is not possible. And you hear his voice say, Show me. And now we have a twisted vision of you, and this could be whatever you want, doing whatever you can to try to bring Neo back. What does that look like? Oh, Miss... Just if you want to picture like the camera, it's Miss B in the throes of like research of like books and arcane and any magical item that might be there, uh, doodads and whatnot all around, just maybe even scavenging throughout the KNG and all their wares because she's been around. She knows what some of these rooms look like. Um, and just, uh, just paperwork and paperwork of trying to figure out this that and the other um to extend life to give life to bring back life um if i may mm. uh, do we perhaps see her pouring over a lich's note do we perhaps see her holding a phylactery oh. is this like some real deep dark shit real deep dark shit okay <laughs> She, she would go into dark magic. Anything that's been bright and beautiful and fey that she's brought out so far, anything that would be drained of color. We're, we're, we're going dark. <laughs> and, and I think there is this, um, as one of the shots happened, there is this scene where you've got the body of Neo laying on a table. And around the room in these different tubes are bodies of people that you know. Um, and you are trying to transfer that life force somehow into Neo. I don't know if that's what you'd see necessarily, but I'm trying to go as dark as possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe people she doesn't know that well, but people she does care about. <laughs> there'd probably be other ones if they had died. Uh, if William Lucian had yeah. died on her, they would be bodies that she would be trying to bring back to life right now. That's what happened to Professor Peacock. Oh, I knew it. Professor yep. Peacock I knew in the laboratory. <laughs> Soon as I saw Miss B, I thought to myself, oh, she's collecting corpses. She's going to juice them. What she got buried in that garden. There's an awful lot of plots. Mm-hmm. Flowers looking is, real healthy this year. And that is the plot of the entire campaign. Um, <laughs> that B's flower BBG. looks like the phys ed teacher. <laughs> Tell me that flower doesn't look like Coach Williams. Tell me. <laughs> B I had a B coach and B stands for BBEG. <laughs> Everyone had a coach, Williams, Devin. Um, <laughs> and the voice says, "You will do well." And you're you're back to it. Uh, you're running. You hear the sound of the train, like a, a locomotive would be, and you and you are pushed through this bear as well, and, and find yourself stumbling into, but not falling into this this car that you now see a recovering Lucian and a breeze sitting there drinking some drink. As your hand broke away from William, uh, William, uh, you feel like you are pushed from behind and you hit your head on something. Uh, that bell toll. And you awaken to what looks like the inside of your pen, as you, the digs that you set up normally. And as she sits there... Oh, I just had the worst dream. Mm. Oh, please. 
do tell. You're not Eshi. That's not the soft, beautiful voice of, of Eshi. Who the fuck are you? Tell me, William. What are your darkest desires? Power? Love? Fame? Oh no, something far worse. The truth. Mm. Well, then I guess it's time you know the truth. And Eshi reaches out to, to touch, but you can't move. And as she reaches, her hand disappears into your chest, and you feel your heart squeeze, and then you wake up again. <laughs> and where are you at? What are you doing? So this is going to be, what are your darkest desires? Like, What would you do if you had unlimited power and you didn't care who got hurt with it? Oh, dang. Uh, we see... Uh, we see William uh, over a unmoving body uh, in what I would consider is the KNG's like president's office. Yeah. And it was. This, I'm sorry. Just for the listeners and for the world establishment, there was like a leader that gave like our. Our, our welcome who was it was director like general Housen. something director, director Housen. Housen. he's the big there boss there we go right? thank you yes yeah, so yeah. he's like yeah in so charge William's in the director's office and, and we have an unmoving director Housen uh, we'll say face down on the desk and William is looking through his desk just frantically for something it's gotta be here somewhere some explanation and, and the voice says, uh, William turns to that voice. Don't worry, champ. I, I got this. I'm trying to disconnect. I'm trying to disconnect this. this. We're not supposed to be in this vision anymore. Oh, do do do. Your call's been and disconnected. You are pushed through the door. <laughs> Um, I, I think you are stumbling forward, uh, but you hit Miss B, who did not fall, and you're able to catch yourself on her. Shouldn't have fucked with a psychic boy. And then walking in calmly behind you is Beltol. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was some fucked up shit, and I would know about fucked up shit. Um, anyone want to explain? I got yep. this one. I'm I'm a get Beltol. Just I I got this one. Um. She just kind of looks annoyed at him. Well, what we've got here is a train that takes uh, souls to the afterlife. And as you saw, the, the varying degrees of the first one was pretty nice, right? The kids laughing and it seems like things are going. That's, that's the car you want to be on. But the next ones, well, those, those people are bad people. And of course, the last one is the worst. And so what's happening is this train takes souls to the, to the afterlife. But we worked out a deal with a man who calls himself a conductor apparently runs this train uh, to to let us hitch rides underground back to KNG. But that ticket that you uh, that 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 uh, bell toll had—if you ain't got a ticket, well, no one knows where you end up because ain't nobody come back to tell us yet. Uh, Breeze, what I know about this, the the circles of hell is the first circle is limbo, the second one is lust. Um. And I'm kind of concerned about which is which 
based on the cars I was in. Well, I... Because what I know is the car that I walked in was not the first car. <laughs> well, I don't... I'm concerned. I don't know if... Uh, that old old person car was the second circle. That, that's some... That's some uh, Dante's Inferno... Not, not necessarily the nine levels of hell, like Avernus and all them. Oh yeah, for sure, that's a Dante's Inferno reference. Yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't know who Dante is, but I, listen, don't get on this train. That's why I didn't want you to leave me, because if you left me, I, well, I wouldn't hitch a ride back. I ain't got no ticket, so that's why I really wanted you to make sure you don't leave without me. This this train is is. Listen, you get through the the, the dark cars, what I call it. I I, I close my ears. I shut my eyes and I just I just run forward as fast as I can. That's why I let go of your hand. I'm sorry, I probably should have told you that, but once we got into the red, I just knew there was no time, and I knew you'd make it through. What, what happened if we? Please. What if we didn't? Yeah, but you're here. Okay. Follow up question. Hmm. What about that last like wall? Like, what was that? The last wall. What do you mean? You know the one where the the dark voice reaches out to your consciousness and asks you what you desire most and what you would be willing to do to get it. That one, and then and then you see some things that you really didn't want to see. Yeah, you um, you saw the the, the darkest part of you that if you basis desires gave into, mm-hmm. I mean the world could be a very different place. Yeah, not really, no. Well, you've oh, got oh, some... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we... Yeah. Lucian, look at me. Yeah. That's not who you are. That's not who you'll ever be. And I say that to all of you. Those people who, who would do anything to hurt anybody, that ain't you. That train shows you the ugliness of, of, of the people who are there who've done terrible things because it wants... It feeds off individuals. It needs people to survive. You're just passing through, and that's it. I think you see, like, the bottom of Lucian's eye band <laughs> get a little get a little damp, and he says, "The breeze." When I did that, when I was that, I liked it a lot. Yep, but uh, there's always consequences for our actions and what may seem right in the moment or good I don't mean that it is right or good anyway you guys want some tea Uh, don't worry illusion everything will make sense when you're older miss B is going to sit down and have some tea She's not even going to talk about it. The problem is, <laughs> Lucian, that, or, or William, problem is, William, <laughs> when I saw what I saw, I looked to be about this age. That's not how it works. It's not a vision of your future. What is it then? Now speak for yourself. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like that. She kind of like gives him a scowl and like looks back at Lucian and just he just told you it shows like the the dark parts of your soul the the stuff that you want but I guess um 
you know, you, uh, you don't, you don't go for it because it'd be wrong or hurtful or whatever. You're too good of a person. Mm. Yep, that's pretty spot on, too. He was supposed to tell you to, you know, close your eyes and ears as you walk through that train car, but apparently he's not the best guy. Yeah, well, so. I think everybody should experience it. Let you know what to avoid. She rolls her eyes. What'd you see, Breeze? You know, I used to feel pretty bad. That's a weird. You don't ask people that question. <laughs> okay, That's okay. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to come towards my own shit right now. And I'm looking out like for my... You, no, hold on. William puts his hand on Lucian. Listen, you don't ask how the age of a lady. Right, you don't yeah. ask uh, how much a lady weighs. And you right. don't ask what somebody sees when they hit the fortune telling wall. And we... You, you just don't do it. I cut you loose the day before you learn that. Yeah. I so... I tell you this, but since my partner died, I um, just haven't been the same same person. Uh, we're basically brothers, um, and so you know, what I what I see now is not the same thing I used to see. What I see is is a world that ain't got me in it, and honestly, it, it's a fight every day for me to just keep on. But Lucian, I people like you, and he looks around like these these other uh, ladies and gentlemen who. Keep me keeping on. And that's what keeps me strong. Like I said, just because something seems right, don't mean it is. What was your partner's name? Abel. <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> I called him Jet. Do you miss him? every day and he too is another reason why I make sure that the agents are trained cared for and able Except you should wh- say hi to Crimson at some point oh Crimson I we go way back actually we were part of the same training team back in the day where I decided to, to go off by myself so you see her you uh, well you know what we're headed to the same place I'll tell her I said hello Good, she told me to tell you. Please, are you open to feedback? Uh, for you, William, always. Okay, great. Um, you said you were working on training people, but then you didn't tell us anything about the train as we ran to the creepy hell train cause. Say um, train one more time, uh, I dare you. <laughs> Hell's bells over here seemed spot on that uh, you should have been training us for this. So. Hey, William. Yeah, that was the training. The fortune telling wall was the training? It wasn't fortune. It wasn't telling fortunes. It was it was showing you dark side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it shows you. I mean, you give in to those things and see how you don't care for life. But it's telling you, here's the ugly part of me. Mm-hmm. Do I like it? Do I not like it? Do I want to change it? You didn't know. Or you could just it's, ignore it. Seems it seems like Belltoll said. Specifically, hey, you should have warned them about the trains. Like, normally we talk to the people that go on these trains. Is she a liar or are you a liar? Yeah, I think it's more preference, and that's the reason why I'm a training officer, and she's just a field agent. No offense, Belto. She scowls a little bit. Oh, is this one of I those puzzles? I like it's a mom and dad fight. <laughs> Whereas one's telling the truth and the other's telling a lie. No, nope. we have to figure that out. Uh-uh. Nope, you, you have to make an action without thinking no, about it. No, that's not it. <laughs> if you try to reason, no, it. it's just one of those things where he's got 
different opinions about uh, how to train people and prepare for them for things than I do. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah, Why aren't you a training ar- officer? She. Well, why uh, is she in the K and G? You're like fourteen. <laughs> Those are strong words from a fourteen-year-old. I am nineteen years of age, good sir. I'm an adult man. I pay taxes and can vote. Second, of, actually, I don't pay taxes. I'm part of a religious First of all, organization. You, died, you don't pay taxes anymore. <laughs> well, I didn't before. I was part of a religious organization too. But know this. <laughs> I'm an adult. You are un- not, no offense because it's not like a like a, it's not bad to be not an adult, but you're not one. So what business does KNG to have sending you out on spooky scary missions? Yeah, yeah. spooky scary giants. Yeah, why don't you tell them that mission, Bell? Okay, well, go on, go and tell them that story there. Well, she like squints her eyes at freeze again, just scowls and looks back at Lucian. No, I'm. I'm older than you are. As it turns out, this whole training method of letting people experience it before telling them about anything, uh, well, Lansian curses sometimes. Oh, you were hit with like a de-aging ray, I see. More or less, yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, it would have been nice to have been warned about it going in, but, uh... No, then I wouldn't have learned, right? Kind of swank, though, right? This is much you get, like, a bunch of extra. You get, like, a bunch of extra years, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been great, right? Sounds pretty kick-ass. Oh, yeah, sure. It's been a blast having literally no one ever take me seriously, ever. How Best young did thing. it make you? How young ago did it start? Well, uh... I looked about ten when mm-hmm. it happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's been a hot mm-hmm. minute. Okay. But you're working your way up. You'll be fine. <laughs> she rolls her eyes again. Uh, puberty is probably not fun a second time. You think? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I figure if you what's know what's no, going, no. Let's keep let's keep following Breeze's method of just letting people experience things before they warn them. Wait, I have a really important question. What's puberty? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing You'll this talk. Out, everything will make sense when you're old. <laughs> All right, time, time to learn. That. Take your shirt off. Put this oil on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Breeze. <laughs> okay, Breeze. But this is a weird request. <laughs> no, I'm. Just I want you to go back into that train and come back in here one more time. He's got he's got chin whiskers. Lucian has hit puberty. He just has never heard of the term. <laughs> he's got chin whiskers. No mustache. Go back to that train. Hit the fortune telling ball again and see if you have a limp. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. <laughs> Go what? back to that other train and come back. Why would I have a limp? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> I don't get it. Listen, it got Kane. Yeah. Jane Kane. She's got her car. We could finish chit chat and whatnot. I'm I'm gonna snooze off. I'm I'm pretty tired. That fight was. We got some questions to ask uh, of the boss man, uh, a few others when we get KNG. I, I'm a little confused myself. And I, How many did you get, Breeze, during that fight? I I didn't see you, so I assume there was a bunch over there. That you I didn't get any. I just wanted to see if you got hit, but you seem to be running around. You ran away, which was which was the smart plan. There's just too many. This is not a fight to be fought. Um, but I had you. I had a deep cover if you needed it. So oh. you went and laid in the ground. That was kind of part of my anything. plan. I was like, that was a big part of. It. We it was really, it got really hairy there for a second because I thought, like, well, I bought some time. You'd like really thin their numbers, but instead, you watched. It was all of them. You want me to be honest? Mm. Mm. Is there a form kind of. for new training officers? Is that a thing we can do? Yeah, you can apply. I would just. Yeah, just I, I'm a little so like a no, R74 I love you, or WD22 or some shit like that. 
Does that get us out You're of the shit mission? You're trying to be a man, Breeze. Uh, no, poop but... mission was, was a must. Um, if I'm being honest, I had one bullet that could do what it did. Oh, okay. um, These things that, that started following y'all, and I don't know why y'all, my bullets don't work on them. They just don't. Okay. And you've noticed that I noticed your magic hmm. didn't have a real good effect either. I don't know what the answer is. And I don't... Yeah, they seem to be absorbing magic. Oh, I just yeah. thought it was like when they got Boo Boo's magic, not just like, hey, you're, you're, here's a bright light magic. Um, you just fill them up until they pop like a balloon. Oh, that's, that could be how you beat hmm. them. I, yeah, like I said, it's I don't problem. know. I had one bullet specially made. It was given to me years ago. Friend said this will stop anything. And it did. A witch, a witch made it out of the powder of one of my ribs. <laughs> and now I've only got, now that I've asked her to make a whole bunch, I regret that because I got one rib protecting this hard mine. That's 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 the, the real plot of a character in uh, Fate, uh, who's who. He's just he's like a wizard, and his powers. I have a gun. One time I lost a rib, and a witch made it into twenty three bullets that can kill anything. Well, that's now, my powers. I don't know any spells. Anyways, you. you it's really cool. When we get back, we gotta get some questions answered. I feel you. Is there anything else you that I, maybe I can help you with? Where I doze off. Beltol's uh, arms are still crossed as she looks at Breeze. She just disagrees with all of his methods. It's fine. Um, but she's gonna look at him and just. Okay, so what you're saying is you couldn't do anything to help that fight, so you just told them that you were gonna help because. I'm a helpful guy. No, you're not a helpful guy. Where are your parents? <laughs> he laughs himself. <laughs> There's a moment where she has to like keep herself from like going into a rage, and she just like turns around and walks off. I wouldn't go that way. <laughs> you might want to go this other way. It's the fortune telling walls that way. She's like. She only walked like a few feet away, like to the other side of the cart, so she didn't have to look at him right now. But uh, just ignores him. I don't blame you. <laughs> I would rather it not be a fortune-telling wall. And she looks at William. <laughs> Me too. Um, I think we saw different things. Mostly, yeah, probably. If it had to relate to oneself, most definitely. I mean, the only other option would be like. If you were an evil guy who wanted bad stuff to happen, and that's oh no, I don't think that's the case. I that's the I, only that's true at all. I thought it just showed you your like most wanted desire. Did you guys didn't get that? Like, what did you desire the most? I got like a little bit of that, but then I got mostly like what I would be willing to do to get it, mm-hmm. and that was pretty oh, yeah? graphic. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what the thing I wanted most was, frankly. Like, we talked oh, about it a little weird. bit. And then, like, so whatever it is. Pretty fucked up. Must be pretty good. Unless, oh, that way, he wasn't showing me what I want the most. That would be. No, it must have been what I was willing to do to get it. And it must have been something really good. Yeah, I know. You seem to see fortune telling the wall. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just nothing. Lucian's just gonna like sit down, <laughs> kind of like hug his knees, <laughs> chill out for a minute, cry a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> Miss B yeah. is gonna sit next to him. If this train rides a short rest, that'd be cool. I miss my glowy eyes. 
And it actually will be a long rest. Uh, Even better. Mm, I'll press that long rest button. If you guys don't have any other questions, I will advance us. Nope. Please advance me. Advance the shit out of me, daddy. Remember that time I told you to download the homebrew a D&D Play podcast? Well, did you? No? Why doesn't anyone listen to me? It's for your own good. I just want to say that the Homebrew a D&D Play podcast is worth your time. I've listened to a couple episodes myself, and I really dig it. I really enjoy it. I'm really impressed by the audio quality. Let's be honest. When you started Lawful Stupid, you were not impressed by the audio quality. We even had to put in there a qualifier saying, Hey, you might want to skip a few episodes. But you know what? The audio quality of the Homebrew a D&D Play podcast did not disappoint me in any way. Also, the story is extremely compelling. Unlike us, these guys obviously care about their show, and you can tell. The Homebrew, a D&D Play podcast, is a sci-fi skinned adventure. They do release episodes weekly, which I love because I hate going two weeks or so between episodes of my favorite shows. Most everything in this story is reskinned and brewed for this pod specifically, so you're going to run into a lot of unique stuff in this game. Just to name a few things that you're in for, cyber battle pits, space dinosaurs, ancient lost technologies, and of course, all manner of sci-fi antics. You can also find them on Twitch as The Homebrew D&D. Again, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. And now, back to the show. Yeah, you guys will nap. There's some some beds that you can lay on. This this car is specifically built for the KNG only. No one else comes through here. Uh, no other stops are made along the way. And it's sometime later, between sleeping, hanging out, whatever, the train stops, and you are able to exit. Um, this very similar. It looks like a train station. If you've ever ridden a train in this world, and they do exist, it's it's very similar to any train station you've been to. Uh, and you get out, and there is downstairs Director Housen, Misery, and Agent Sly, uh, and also Dr. Ryan. So, like, the big three and Misery. And they're all there in their KNG get-up waiting for you. Hi, guys. William I mean- walks off first and says, I had the weirdest dream. You were there, and... Well, okay, just you. And he points to Director Housen. <laughs> That's so good to know. Thank you, William. And we'll have to talk about that later. But first, we're going to need you all to get up to the briefing room. The the briefs room right now? or the briefing room? The briefing the room. Yes, of course. Uh, feel free to go and get changed. Because you look a hot mess. Yes, you probably could use a, a bath, a change of cloth. First of all, I don't. I presentation the shit out of myself. I'm clean as a whistle, okay? First of all. Yeah, but I could use, like, a nice long cry in the shower. Go for it, bud. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Director. We we need to debrief you, but please go spend an hour to two hours by yourself. Five minutes. That's all any person needs to get over their their guilt, shame, sadness. (laughs) Can I have seven, please? You can have the other two on your way to the briefing room. Okay. (laughs) Somebody can't. He's, like, going to a fugue state. (laughs) 
You're only going to have four minutes at this rate. <laughs> put me on the, on the tensors like this so I can go into a fugue state. Yep, there you go. I'll put you on a floating desk. <laughs> and he says, he just cries as we walk <laughs> to the briefing room. Agent Belt, a- Agent Beltol, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, fine job once again. Um, you get a, you get another week of leave on top of what you're already taking. Uh, feel free to enjoy that on the KNG. And you'll have some extra funds in your account as well. Another coupon for a free ice cream and cone. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, these three don't, uh, they're not super keen on following directions half the time, so it was, you know, a challenge. Okay. To be fair, they're using the child to save us. I mean, the, a little heads up next time would is super important. <laughs> I follow my heart's direction, you meanie. <laughs> you old lady. <laughs> Fuck you. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's let his darkest side out. It's over. <laughs> the de-evolution of Lucian. Lucian to say, to say, oh, I followed my heart. You mean old lady? Fuck you. <laughs> I, I follow the guidance of fucking Lady Light. I don't see no fucking <laughs> beams coming off of you, so you can fuck off. <laughs> uh, perhaps when you tell someone to follow you, perhaps, I don't know, tell us that you're also part of the same organization. It's a lot easier to We're trust. We're new. We don't know what the fucking rules are out there. You're going to fucking show us ID or some shit. I don't fucking know. There's no welcome packet for this shit, man. <laughs> you didn't get your welcome packet? No! We gave them to no. Miss B to give to you as a team. She was a team leader. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get the welcome packet. Why do you keep doing Anyways, this? Why do you want to hurt me, Miss B? Brief me. Uh, okay. She will... Go ahead. She will shake her head and then just offer her hand to Lucia. It's like, I did not forget the welcome packet. Okay. I want to keep believing you, but don't you hurt me. Don't, don't stop she... believing, in fact. Don't you mis- misplace my trust in you, Miss B. Hold on to that feeling. Miss B, in your fortune telling wall, were there welcome packets? Fuck. <laughs> that were never delivered. It, it is one just, of my darkest... What, what's, what's the darkest thing you're willing to do? It's just Miss B <laughs> with a metal trash can, gasoline, and a match. Just full of welcome packets from multiple organizations, all addressed to Lucian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, every uh, fortune-telling wall I have faced so far has been setting ablaze all the welcome packets I have ever received. And the song, Do You Really no Want to Hurt Me? Plays the it's a lot of reading I didn't have to do. I appreciate that. Uh, that's cute. I like that. <sighs> Beltol exits left. Thank you for coming on. Nekaba, thank you for being in this episode. Hang on tight, because we're going to have you do some things at the end as well. You three go up to your rooms. Um, Misery kind of walks with you. The the big three are kind of taking their own path, but Misery was like, Oh, I'm so glad to see you three are doing okay. I, I missed you for, for the time you were gone. Misery. Uh, that's right. It's like having a mental breakdown. Did you have any more of those cookies? Oh, oh dear. And she, she kind of um, puts an arm around you and pulls you in close. Uh, and then from her other end produces uh, a couple of these cookies, and they are warm. And the smell. Just hop on, just. Misery, just hop on this disc with me. Oh, <laughs> I don't. It's been a while since, I, since I've been. I hop on my disc, Oster. I can't even. I'm not going to finish that. Uh, yeah, sure. 
Looking glad like an angel that you are, Miss. Oh, oh, thank you so I'm much. Saying, she can just hold me as I cry and cook. Yes. And so she, she does all the way back to like where the room entry is. You know, you would scan your key card to get in your rooms. And you all go in. Oh, I do have a quick question, Misery. Did Dr. Enoch check in? Oh, Dr. Enoch, let me... Let Dr. Me. Enoch's been dead for 50 years! We, we have yes, no sir. news of a Dr. Enoch ever working here. No, she says, Yes, yes, I, I visited him in the infirmary earlier today. He's doing just fine. Oh, wonderful. I'll, uh, hopefully I'll have time to pay a visit. Bring in some flowers from your garden. Flowers mm. can turn your day around. She kind of, like, winces at the idea of flowers for a second. But yes, uh, flowers would be a great idea, Lucian. So you all get changed? Um, yeah, I'm better now, by the way. Yeah, he gets his five minutes. Yeah, yep. I've come to terms with you, my trauma. <laughs> done like, it's already done. I told you, it's all you need. Yeah. It's how long it takes. You come five out, minutes. you take your, your leave and head to... Uh, misery leads you to the briefing room. It's, it's set up a little bit differently this time. It's a little more uh, intimate in that it, it seems like it's a smaller room. It's the same direct path you took, but it seems like a smaller room, a darker room even. Uh, the lights are just kind of dimmed, not completely dark. And you see at the table, uh, behind this table, are Director Housen on the left, Agent Sly in the middle, and Dr. Ryan on the right. Um, Misery opens the door. And kind of directs you non-verbally to go in. And she says, I'll be waiting uh, for you when when you're done. You all walk in, and I don't know how you want to sit. Oh, uh, William sits across from Director Housen. Okay. Nice to see you again. As always. What are the other two options? Agent Sly, Dr. Dr. Rain, or Ryan. I'll sit across from Agent Rain. He has kind eyes. I have so, the last seat. I was going to sit by Lucian, but yeah, that's not going to happen. William you're sitting in the middle, middle so you're buying both now. Yeah, he's on oh. the left. Yeah, oh. the, the director was Get on the, the right. Well, depends on which way you're... Yeah. 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 And Agent Sly that's speaks good. up first and she says, Congratulations, agents. We are so happy that you are made it back here. We did not think that this was going to happen. We did send one of our best out to find you. It looks like she completed this job. So now we have to talk about what exactly is going on. And uh, Dr. Ryan says, um, y- "Yes, there, there are some things we are gonna gonna tell you about, um, and and we'll need you to, to keep it pretty secret. We're gonna bump up your, your accesses uh, for knowledge and for, for going out in the field. We'll have to expedite your um, um, capabilities and and research abilities and." and all those things basically we're giving you pr- promotions uh, far, far ahead of schedule seems right on time so what's my rank now uh, it'll be the Roman numeral 3 got it you basically sk- I think I gave you two I can't remember what it goes 1, 2, 3 Roman numerals and then Roman numeral 5 and then Roman numeral mm-hmm. X and you Perfect. see that they have X on theirs and Lucian says uh, you're promoting us because we earned it or because we need it? And Director Housen says, 
Yes. You all experienced something that hasn't been experienced ever. Because we've been on two missions and one of them was fake. Yes. I understand. And one of them was a group choice. Technically mine. How did you do, by the way? Uh, I think I think we got first place. Killed it. Yeah, who has? But yeah, I don't think anyone has the survived. Trophy, right? I mean, I, yeah, I saw the trophy. I picked it up. Yeah, I guess we you win. Produce the trophy. Do you put you this in like the trophy? Yeah, I put I put it, I pull it out. I go like, dude. I guess is there like a trophy case for this? Yeah, it's covered in blood, we'll and like, he takes it and he says, "Yeah, well, we will put this in the K and G trophy case." I figured there would be one for like all the little things. That yeah, absolutely. That yep. seems like a evidence. Looking like a university. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Put them away for fifty years. <laughs> um, he says, "I know. I know you must have a lot of questions, and and we don't, to be honest, have all of the answers. Mm-hmm. But we're running out of time." Those creatures that you ran into, they're called sleepers. And that's because they've been asleep or whatever you'd like to call it um, for a very, very long time. And now they're waking up faster and faster all the time. And as you can tell, it's not good news. They're not easy to combat, and they're traveling other places. But I think that they were drawn to your area because of the number of people and the level of magic. There's an old story that talks about the time before the blossoming, when dragons were in the world, and they were the embodiment of the gods themselves. And there's a thing known as the Dragon's Curse, where people believe that the dragons who had given the people on, on this planet their very power, their magic, were using that same magic to make people sick, to reverse the magic that had that they had learned or had been born with, to put them into a comatose state. And so the people were gathered together in the, in the same place, and this gigantic tomb that was built for them. But not a tomb, because we thought we could stop it. That's what the people thought. We could stop this. We can reverse this curse. And they were not able to do that. And so the people slept in this tomb. And, and now, they're beginning to wake. And we're not sure why. We're not sure how. But you were the only ones to survive so far seeing these things. And to return and talk about it. What about Agent Breeze and Beltol? And what about them? She said what she said. <laughs> but they, they survived too. They helped us. Yes, correct. And we will debrief them later. But you are the team that was there. So we're interested in, in your t- as, a, as a team. What, what did you see at the games? How did you get away all of the things? 
It's valiant efforts mostly, lots of fighting, uh, a lot of standing our ground. Um, well, not a lot so of help from the child you sent. Um, but the weird thing is, they they uh, they liked our magic. Mm, tasty. Mm. So they first attacked us in the maze, in the form of a giant that was hurling stones. And then eventually came and physically presented itself in the maze. We made our way through the maze to the end where the trophy was. Grab that, because God of Wind represent Haven Bay. (laughs) God of Wind represent Haven Bay. And then there were more of them outside that weren't just giants. Some of them were just creepy, smiley people. And Agent... Very locked on us. Bell Toll thought they were very locked on us and that we could lure them away, but they didn't come after us. They went through the civilians in the village. So then Agent Bell Toll ordered me to keep going, but I disobeyed that order. Instead, mm. I followed the order of my heart and I went to the village and we were able to save the people because when I had exposed these golems, which though they seem to absorb all magical energies but when I provided radiant energy in the form of a blessing from Nova it seemed to disable or stun them for some time whether it was the bright flash of it or whether it was the radiant damage of it I couldn't tell you but that seemed to put them out of commission long enough for us to get the civilians away and then draw the rest of the crowd of smileys to the sleepers Mm. to the safe house that agent bell toll told us about and we went there and we she used her ticket and that made the train meant the train was coming, but there wasn't enough time. So we did rituals to those who we trust. Nova, for example, to tell us if we should stay or go. They told us that we should probably stay. So we did. And when a giant showed up, then uh, anybody can stop me at any time. I'm just giving a recap. And then uh, Miss B will just allow it because that's the exact recap and he's going well. There was a giant and Breeze showed up and he shot it in the head and it died very badly because Breeze only had one magic bullet that could kill the sneaky smiley sleepy. Hold on, let me stop you there real quick. You said Breeze killed one of these things. He did. He said he had a super magic bullet that someone had given him that could stop anything and he used that to shoot the giant smiley sleepy in the head and it stopped moving um forever director housing kind of looks over to agent sly and uh dr rain and dr rain like shrugs his shoulders and like shakes his head at the like talking about the, the bullet um and he says hmm, interesting okay We'll, we'll note that, and we'll ask about that when, when we debrief uh, Breeze as well. And then we knew they were coming, but we had to stall the train. So we had very little time to act, and we 
had Breeze go off to the woods because we thought he could stop and them and support them with more bullets. He later told us he only had the one magical bullet. So he was kind of not doing much over there, as it turns out. But he was watching us all the same. And then we set up traps on the hill using ropes, assuming they would trip up the giants in between the sparse trees there, as well as oil traps that Miss B provided. Okay, so right. I, think I'm, I think I'm getting the picture here. You guys did well. Well, I, there's probably more that you want to no, hear. No, no. Well, I've got to get to our point and why we're bringing you in. We've got okay. a lot of work to do today. Yeah, we don't. We do don't. That. That'd be great. We don't have a lot of time. I think you're, I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure you're my boss. So I'll have him fill in the paperwork. I'll give you the packet to fill out with the rest <laughs> of the information. Miss B, I'm going to give you these packets <laughs> to kind of some questionnaires to, to follow up to submit back to Misery, who will get them to myself. She will take the packets and look at both of them. It's like I have the packets. We'll fill them out as soon the second, as we walk out. It's, it's like it's like Yuffie in Final Fantasy VII. The second you take your, your eyes off those gone. packets, they are fucking gone. 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 <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um. It's well, a curse. And any welcome packet she gets, it gets all filled gone. out, and then exactly. gone. <laughs> she doesn't even remember it. Agent Sly speaks up and says, "Here is what we need from you." And she pulls, she reaches down into a bag as she's sitting there and pulls out these three brightly lit, emanating, pen, like Pentagon shaped, they're dragon scales. And she sets, she okay. sets them down. And there is a red one, there's a blue one, and there's a green one. And they are shining brightly, these colors, um, I'd say probably two feet off of the scales, the brightness there. It's almost like you have to cover your eyes to get used to it for a second. And then you're able to look at it again. Oh, don't worry. You know, William picks up the red one. Um, the red one? Oh, gosh. Yeah. The red one almost like explodes with light into this room. You know, like like when you're a kid, you have that little ball, like a disco ball, and it shoots like creatures. Like, Am I in a red Power Ranger suit now? Yeah. And like, you're, you're, you're <laughs> instead of like <laughs> using your voice to talk, use tone, you use your hand gestures now to show excitement. Yeah, that's that, and that kind of thing. Uh, no, but that that thing explodes, um, and Doctor Rain says, "Oh my, my goodness! Interesting, interesting!" And he begins to write down some really? things on paper. Did I break it? Oh no, Did no, I no! High and he reaches over. Does it not normally he do this? He takes it from me. He's like, oh, "It's it's fine. I just it's it's fine." And so um, the other two kind of look at him like he's a weirdo, uh, and, he, and he and he says. Uh, but please uh, don't touch him again. And he kind of pulls him over to hit the side for himself. Are they supposed to do that? That seems like you seem surprised uh, by that. Uh, uh, no, no, it's 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 okay. Um, it, it, this is this is fine. And Agent Sly says, "Your job is to find the other three of these scales. We think that the dragon's magic is still very strong in these, even though they haven't been around for some time. And so, what we need you to do." Let's find the other three, and hopefully we can combat these creatures that are coming alive um, and, and absorbing your magics. That is the plan. Yeah, you want to tell me more about these things? Yeah, that would be these wonderful. These magic zombies, that'd be great. What we have is what's really that you know, was the history. Yeah, I know. I'd love to do the history. It's like the so you this. You want to monologue that for me? Yes, for a minute. Sleep, and I'm, I'm going to. Important. I'm going to let the director house and do it again because I don't want to speak in this voice. Um, 
And he says, like I've already said, same. The sleepers are basically in a magic chrysalis for as long as they've been asleep. And I, I don't know the incubation time, but apparently that's now. We don't know what is waking these individuals now. Why four, six hundred years later, we presume, is, is this happening? And why are they attacking? And, and why are they attacking who they're attacking? We don't know. We've known about um, the catacombs for a long time. Now we just have to figure out how to get in or how to stop the things once they get out. Does that does that seem clear? Not to not in the least. Um, magic zombies that are attracted to magic. S- the uh, cat- say yeah, no sleepers. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm I'm but summarizing. Um, then there's these catacombs that you need to get into, but they're getting out of. Um, that about cover. Also, we need dragon scales. Yes. Where would we even find the other three? That. And how do you know? That's another good three? question. Lucian pulls down his blindfold, and he's got his glow eyes, and he looks at the doctor, and then he looks at the director, and he says, "You're not telling us something that we need to know. You said these dragons were believed to be gods." They were the embodiment of the gods, yes. They were the embodiment of the gods that we know, so there's six yes. of them. So that's why you know we need yes. three more. Well, we hope it's three more. But what aren't you telling us? What do you mean? Is there something you know that you would like to tell us? Doctor, what, how would you explain that reaction just now? He says, uh... Um, it, it is, it's certainly uh, abnormal, but I, I don't know if it's, it's reacting simply because of, of your, your magical abilities. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Lucian is going to turn to William and tap his head. I, I, yo, mine, mine meld. Yo, what's up? Yo, hey, man. <laughs> hey, so they, they know the red dragon if it's the embodiment like of the god like that's your eshi scale right and it reacted because yep. you have eshi on you that 100 correct that at least that's what we're we're assuming eshi right which makes me think that they know something more about the gods and stuff that they're not telling us but uh-huh. do, do they just not know that you have eshi how's that there's no way uh, that's possible well uh yeah it's actually pretty possible i mean i've been honest about it with you yeah but um, we woke up in that in that place, right? In that auditorium for our briefing. We were yeah, unconscious sure, just, for uh, they, they would have Eshi. patted you down. They would have cast magic on you. Like, they would have known. Uh, sure, but that doesn't... I mean, Eshi's... Uh, if, if we're right, um, Eshi's a, a god, or will be a god, or was a god, and... I can't um, remember. Is, is, is Eshi the champion, or is Eshi the god? Eshi is, like... Um, she's, like... She's, she's a like champion the, of Well, a not god. even, not even, though, because the, the actual champion is, like... Vorpal or something like that? No, no. Eshi is is one of the Immortal Six. One of the champions. Yeah, in the Immortal Six campaign, someone is playing Eshi. Yeah, but that's not what my notes say for that god. 
I've if, got Vulcan. Yeah, I've yeah. Got Festos, Festos and Vulcan are the Festos, same. Vulcan. They're the same with different names. People from different different ages know them by different names. Dif- it's just, yeah, because okay. it's literally the the, the Greek yeah, and Roman names swap, for the yeah. guy, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So so like you're just em- emulating that in this world as well. Some people call sure. it. Sure. Okay. Call so it. But yeah, he's yeah, the god that Eshi is the champion of. So that dragon scale would have been. Vulcans. If Vulcan was walking around as a dragon, that dragon scale belonged yep. to Vulcan, who Eshi is the champion of. So there was a reaction when they touched. Mm-hmm. So, like, we need to know what that's about, right? Like, or not? Yeah, or, or agree. So I, I tried to. Like, to, uh, so we're that. just. By the way, we're just quiet. This whole, like we're having this whole conversation. And They're having an in the intense room. eye contact. <laughs> just just like, nose no, to nose. no, absolutely not. I'm not looking at him. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. He tapped me. This is how I, I'm looking. I, at I tuned it. in. I'm now. I'm not staring at him while I do this. I don't. Lucian have to. is. He's like talking to the back <laughs> of your head, like. <laughs> I, that's how I imagined it in my head. Yeah, While they're having this con- head thing, uh, Miss B is just going to look at her uh, head nerd, chief nerd, and just be like, "Could I possibly touch one of those two just to see what happens?" Oh, and I'm he curious. looks at the other two, and they kind of shrug, like whatever. And he says, uh, "Sure, um, yeah." She'll she'll touch the blue one, and nothing happens. Hmm. Hmm. That's all. Uh, if you hmm. if you guys would meet me a little later, uh, maybe we could run some more tests and see um, maybe what caused I don't know, but what caused that? This this is all new developments for for me as well. I'm still in the headspace. Yeah, if you guys can finish out oh. that conversation, now you're so- yeah, I think we should steal. I, I think we should steal it. What? That's just the guy in G. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and as he says that in your head, not out loud, he's like. You can't do like physically, like you can't like gesturing with his hand. Like you can't do that. Yeah, we can. I don't know how to tell you this, my boy, but I don't. I don't trust the KNG. They like deleted our whole lives outside of here. Where are we gonna go? I anywhere. If we make them that, I'm just saying. Like they're kind of like we're in, like we're kind of in deep here with these guys, huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. They've, they've erased our footprints. Oh, so you're saying that's a good thing? That's a perfect time to go on the lamb us three, huh? Yes, if we needed you. I'm just saying that seems like an importance, like a little bit of that red scale there. They're holding some things back. I don't like that at I all. I think that's what I think um, is. I think they're not telling us everything. That's what I was thinking. And I asked, and I, she's gesturing at, at the council. I asked. I looked at him, <laughs> and I looked at him, and I asked him directly. I said, "What are you not telling me?" And they and they tried to look like, "Oh, what do you know?" Like what? No, I don't. This is bad, right? Uh, hey DM, can I, I? I would like to. I would like to roll an inside check if, if you would allow. But yeah, here's let's get what some I'm vibe trying to do. Vibe checks out here. Well, not a vibe check. What's what an inside check is? Uh, it's a vibe check in six. Well, no, it's different though. It's, well, maybe it's not insight then, but I assume it's insight. Uh, I would like to assess these three okay, people. Okay, what do you? What do you um, on a level of? Well, that's what I. I you want to know what their I general vibe is. How powerful do I think they are? Oh. Hmm. Okay. Like, because I'm a magical boy, I can usually sense somebody's... Dude, they're going to be fuck uh, all strong. They're going to be fuck key. all strong. Oh, yeah. do, a, do a vibe check. Yeah. Do a vibe check. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's, uh, that's an inside check, so let's do that <laughs> yeah. today, I learned. That's a 20. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, in in ways that would matter to William as far as strength. 
it's it's magical ability. He isn't. He obviously Agent Sly is like physically strong. You can see that. But is the director putting off like? Am I getting that like the heat from somebody's magical how, juices? How many Williams does he assess them all to be? Like incomparable to his own power? Okay, we'll do on a Williams scale from like a one to yeah ten Williams. A one to five. A one to one to five. Do one to five Williams. Williams. And you can do um, you can do percent. You can do like a one and a half William. Housen. A one to four Williams. Some more accurate. Housen and Sly are five Williams. Okay, that's and Doctor Ryan appears to be like a one a one William, if that. Oh, <laughs> he's like a so point nine great. William. Uh, William William looks at the three of them and says, "I'm." By the way, I apologize for this. Just heads up, I just wanted to just get that out of the way. You know when you say no offense and everybody knows what's coming. Cool. I cast suggestion on Doctor Ryan. Oh my I word! I got what now. Do you got to do a, a wisdom uh, saving throw? Wisdom saving throw. He gets an eighteen. Mm, I do it again. Well, doesn't he know you've done it after you? He definitely knows you've done it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I think they if he fails, they know that you've done it. No, that's charm person. What, what for components sure. does Let it have? Does it have verbal and semantic? Uh, verbal material. That means you had to produce a material in order to do this spell. Like, it's... I mean, they know I'm casting a spell, and I apologized. That's true. You did. That's fair. I... I it's not like I'm being stealthy about this. What is the material? Uh, they just don't know... He wouldn't know that I cast a spell on him, specifically if he passed it, if Let's I see. failed to cast him. It's not like a charm person where it says, like... Uh, the creature knows that it was charmed by you. It it is my yeah, but I, I get what you're saying that like if somebody casts magic at you, if you resist to it, do you a feel wisdom it. saving throw is like a, like you have to like shake it off, like it's like a mental yeah. focus, like you know when that's happened. I think yeah, for sure. Okay, I do that. Do they res- does he respond to that in any way? When you the fir- from the first time, right? Is that what you're saying? The first one, yeah, because he's got to have a chance to um, respond. He um. I got this. I got this. Yeah, Devin's got, got this, baby. He he looks at you while uh, Dr. Housen begins to say something to you. Director Housen. What'd I say? Do- yeah, Director, Director Housen. Housen. You and Dr. you do Housen, you do yes. this to Dr. Ryan, you, you attempt to cast this spell. His sure. his seemingly like like timid self, like kinda like looks away, but then he looks at you. And without saying anything, he says, Come see me after. And that's when we're in the episode. Mm. Oh, I'm into it. All right, cool, 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 cool. Yep, that was good. I, I want everybody to know I had Counterspell ready. <laughs> he cast dead. <laughs> so I'm going to cast this on you. Counterspell! I'm out of shit. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I got nothing left. That's a third level counter spell, whatever spell level you cast. Thanks for listening to today's yeah, episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was a lot of good fun for you. Went a little long, but I was really enjoying the RP in this episode and love that. I'd like to say thank you to Nekova for being in these few episodes that we're doing. We're doing a little bit different. I'm kind of like hoping to get you in a few episodes. I so hope you had fun. And, and Nekova, I don't know if you have anything you'd like to add, like where they can find you or what, what you're doing nowadays. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm sorry my character was so hard to get along with, but it was kind of fun to antagonize you guys and watch you react oh, to nice. that. So, 
I, you know, I don't have too much going on right now. Um, but you can always find me on the Lawful Stupid Discord. I'm always hanging around. Uh, and that's just going to be Nekova. Um, so, I mean, come on down to the Discord and find me there. We'll chat. Come and join our Discord. <laughs> we'll be waiting for you. We'll be waiting for you. I'm listening to that one. I still basically I still hear it basically every time you guys say Discord on the show. As you should. So. Perfect. That's that's important. <laughs> that's branding right there. <laughs> yep. Well, my bit tonight is not Discord, but you can see us at discord.lawfulstupid.org. Today is a Patreon. Come <laughs> support the show by uh, going to patreon.lawfulstupid.org and support us. Even with a dollar, you'll get extra super secret content that we post yep. uh, behind locked but- doors. We also have some fun things in our Discord that you get to participate in. Um, so, yeah. What, what is that, that thing, Avon? Support us. Yeah, what, what can the $10 patrons do in our Discord now? What can the $10... Oh, I'm so excited. The $10 patrons can participate and join in and be a Kanji member in a roleplay. It's semi-canonical. Canonical? Canonical. Yep. No, canonical. canonical. I like That's that better. <laughs> um, so any ongoings in there, if you talk to Miss B, Lucian, William, it, it could have happened. Depends on the event. It, it's going to be fun. Uh, hey, now Belto will be hanging out be there, semi-comical. too. semi-comical. <laughs> hey, if you want to support the show, though, in another way, um, less less interesting way, uh, you can get our merch. You can go to store.lawfulstupid.org and, you know, actually you do both. You can get a shirt that you can sit in front of your computer, and then you can do some roleplay. That's good. In the KNG... Um, play room yeah do all the things don't don't go half in yeah yeah go all in we want super granddaddy always said don't half-ass two things whole ass one thing love it granddaddy's smart yeah he's a smart man Hmm. master of asses my granddad (laughs) (laughs) hey so here's the thing is that um roll free humanity it's really cool and you should do it at your table every time you play but yeah you roll d20 in a game and you donate it to a charity this month's charity for lawful stupid it's Dots RPG. We love those guys. They do great things. Uh, they're helping all, all of our visual impaired D&D players out there have access to like Braille dice and, and, and uh, books because they come up with all these new books here in D&D and somebody's got to Brailleify them. Brailleify them. Dots RPG game. I don't, I don't know. Translated I, no, I to love Braille is, I the, that's that's... Is, the, is I guess would be the correct way to say it. But yeah, so we're going to roll a D20 and we're going to give the monies to them. So here we go. Boop. Uh, you know, it's a one. Uh, we don't do that here. Yeah, we do. What? Yeah, I think that's. I, I want to show everybody. Like that's what. Okay. When you commit right. to roll for humanity, you're committing to pay between one and twenty dollars to a charity, and like sometimes a one rolls, and sometimes a twenty rolls, and like that's just the way that's it is. That's thing. we're we're incorporating that that fun randomness. Something never change. So you know, you, not every not every roll is going to be a crit. Sometimes it's a crit fail, but that's okay because that means one dollar more goes to these great folks and if that's the worst possible outcome of your dice good. roll rather than like getting eaten by a dragon mm. or like just whiffing your spell completely or like angering the council Oof. that holds your very life in their hands like all your bosses in a shadowy organization <laughs> you agree to join and let your own life behind like that, that could be a result yeah. of a failing roll or or a great cause gets one extra dollar they didn't have before that's a, that's a pretty good fail you're right okay so, yeah. I'm convinced mm-hmm. So tell me what you fucking rolled. 
69. Uh, I have a good news story for today. I'll leave you with this. Uh, A baby elephant rescued after falling into Indian well that was 30 feet deep. So cute. Uh, nope. What I don't tell you is Baby Elephant is someone's poor name and Andy Well is someone who was just starting the business. Let me read that title to you one more time. Baby Elephant rescued after falling into Indian Well. I don't know about the, the, the anatomics check out on that, but I accept and support it. Uh, what I will tell you is that they don't tell you how the big elephant got out of that well. <laughs> and the answer is he got a feather from some pretty problematic racist crows <laughs> that I thought we canceled a long time ago, frankly. And uh, not sure what they're doing handing out their racist feathers to baby elephants to this day, but maybe you fucking call somebody. I don't know. What you got, a Those crows are racist, dude. <laughs> Crows from yeah, absolutely. Those I'm not- <laughs> what are they doing? Still hanging out, giving feathers to baby elephants so they can fly. Oh, wells and sh- I mean, I guess maybe this is their penance. Mm. Maybe this is their like. We were racist crows. Now we will dedicate our immortal lives <laughs> to going from country to country, handing out feathers to baby elephants that get caught in well and wells to uh, atone for our many racist sins. Maybe that's it. Sometimes on, I just though. don't know what to do for these things. <laughs> what do you, what do, you like, do? I'm speechless at times. Uh, no, this is this is the what if, and what if it was just a? Uh... <laughs> I know gods can or elephants can be represented by gods in certain cultures. Uh, so what if it was a test to uh, make sure we pull out this? Uh, what was it? Stripper <laughs> from the that was a star, I believe. <laughs> I believe it was a, a porn star falling into a porn star that the Lord Ganesh yeah, I'm sorry I know I'm not anymore but oh. Avon did you just you oh. used the words pull no, out I just fucked now up everything. Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. test to make yeah. sure we pull yeah. out yeah yeah and we call that the blessing of the money shot. Thank you all for listening so much. And with uh, that, we'll say we love you. <laughs> we love you. Bye. 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 Way. We're on video. We love you. Bye. <laughs> That's how you wave, Devin. I don't think of these things. All right, listen up. We were paid well to tell you about the Homebrew, a DD Play podcast. But what they did not require me to say, and that I feel very comfortable saying, is that one day, Wizards of the Coast is going to come crawl into this podcast, and they're going to ask them to rep the brand. And you can say bye-bye to your beloved Matt Mercer, everyone, and say hello to the new and the improved Grant Milky, DM of the Homebrew, a DD Play podcast. But in all seriousness... These guys put out a great product, 
and we know you'll want to give them a shot. All the links for the Homebrew at D&D Play podcast are in today's episode show notes. Go check them out. And now, back to our post-episode antics, or as it's colloquially known, the part where you stop listening. 